I quickly want to preface this episode by saying you may want to either have a notebook handy if you're able to, or save this episode and listen to it again later, because I'm going to cover a lot in a very short amount of time and you won't want to miss any of the information. Much like the earth brilliantly and divinely shifts and changes and adapts to each season as it comes. I've learned that I can and need to do the same. My enoughness shifts from season to season as well. Hey there, I'm Ashton Cope, a wife, daughter, sister, and mom obsessed with food, but more specifically, seasonal foods and the simple, peaceful lifestyle that comes with living more in tune with the seasons. For years, I've struggled with helping my picky eater to keep an open mind and create a healthy relationship with food. And through the struggle, I discovered that I was the problem. I overcame so many obstacles and figured out new strategies for the picky eater mealtime mayhem, and I am so happy I get to share them with you. Get ready for me to ask you the hard questions and cheer you on through this workshop slash coffee with a friend style show. This is the Eat Your Seasons podcast. J.R.R. Tolkien said it best. It is no bad thing to celebrate a simple life. I'm not exactly sure why, but this topic, although it has been a long time coming, is really difficult for me to put into words. Maybe it's because it's so new to me and so close to my heart and I just really want to do it justice, but really I think it's because seasonal living is such an individualized lifestyle and the idea of simplicity is so subjective. So much of what I have learned has come in the form of feelings rather than hard and fast rules to live by. So rather than setting routines and guidelines that fall under a seasonal category, instead I set intentions and goals and I proceed in a way that feels good. I no longer push myself when I can feel my body and mind begging me to slow down. I'm getting ample sleep each night for the most part. (laughs) I'm finally starting to find healthy habits that work for me. And give myself the time and patience to let them become a routine rather than forcing them all at once. So what's helped me to finally start treating myself with love and kindness in this way has been the work I put in to finally defining two extremely important things. The first, what enough means to me. The second, what seasonal living means to me. If you're anything like me, you love a good bargain. I am relentless when it comes to tracking down any and every promo or discount code I can get my hands on. Before tapping the checkout button, I would always run a quick Google search for all the codes, which took me to those sketchy coupon websites, and I'd have to do one-by-one tests on each code. And by the time you're done, you have like 85 tabs open and no discounts. That was until I discovered Honey. Honey is a search engine extension that does the legwork of finding all of the discounts for you. You just install it to your web browser or your phone, and Honey will alert you of potential discount codes before you check out. 
it now takes me two clicks and less than a minute to run every possible promo code through a website, and I've even started to earn cash back on the things I'm already purchasing, like my Walmart grocery pickup orders. To join Honey and start saving money, you can head to ashtoncoteblog.com slash podcast for the referral code. Once I could truly put into words and feelings what enough meant, I could wrap my head around how much work, energy, and time I was putting into each element of my life to be able to feel like I had succeeded. That stood for every single role I fill as a wife, a mom, a daughter, a sister, a friend, and a small business owner trying to get her feet planted and her business off the ground. Much like the earth brilliantly and divinely shifts and changes and adapts to each season as it comes, I've learned that I can and need to do the same. My enoughness shifts from season to season as well. Sometimes I'm able to be a rock star mom and let go of the little idiosyncrasies of mine that hinder my girls from being their full, messy, and curious selves. Other times, I need to respect my needs and set some boundaries in order to protect my mental health as well as the girls' mental health, since I can get pretty snippy and easily triggered when my anxiety is high. As women, we are cyclical beings, just like the earth. Now, I want to pause because I am so not about to get hippy-dippy on you, I promise, so bear with me. I am not about to educate you on magnetic pulls, tides, moons, or any of those things because while there may be some science behind those things, that isn't the point that I'm trying to make. Rather than focusing on the Earth's cycles and moons and whatever planet is in Gatorade at this moment, focus on your cycles. You are the planet that your family revolves around at home since you are the one with the cycle. If we can get everyone on the same page as us and understand our bodies and limitations during each phase of our cycle, it can make life a whole lot easier and more peaceful on everyone. You're enough when you're feeling great and living your best life may have room to stretch you a little further since you're in a great head space to challenge yourself. When you're struggling to keep up, though, and you're feeling overwhelmed, you can pump the brakes and enough can look a whole lot simpler and quieter. That is a major aspect of seasonal living that I don't think gets talked about enough. Living according to your seasons. And that is the second item that I needed to define. What does seasonal living mean to me? And for me, it means multiple things. One, I've just explained about living according to our seasons and and our enoughness. But the second is the more obvious approach. Living in tune with Earth's seasons and embracing each one as it comes without feeling impatient for the next one. So that's way easier than done, I know. Living in the Midwest, our winter feels like it takes up literally half the year. So I want to be clear on something I mentioned earlier before we dive into this. When I encouraged you to pay attention and get in tune with your cycle rather than the earth's, I wasn't saying that honoring your own seasons was superior to the other. Actually, I believe the two are not mutually exclusive, but rather complement each other. 
you can get in tune with the phases of your cycle and use them to plan your month in tune with the seasons that are happening outside. So (laughs) I'm about to get pretty sciencey, so stay with me. I'm going to try to break this down as easily as possible. A typical menstruation cycle has four phases. The menstruation phase, which is the most obvious, begins on the first day or bleed of your period. In the average woman, this typically can last anywhere from three to seven days. So think of this phase like winter. You're not feeling very social. You're paler than usual. You just want to snuggle in with the good snacks and hibernate. So menstruation phase is like winter. Next, we have the follicular phase. This overlaps the menstruation phase and is the longest phase in our cycle. It's usually around 16 days long, and this is when a follicle containing an egg in one of our ovaries begins to ripen or grow bigger because throughout our cycle, the ripening follicle grows bigger and bigger until it ruptures and releases the egg. And then the egg matures. So think of this phase like spring. We're just starting to come out of hibernation and we're getting our energy back. The weather, AKA our mood, isn't the best yet, but it's definitely coming around and we're feeling hopeful as our creative juices begin flowing once again. So the follicular phase is like spring. Then there's the ovulation phase. Ovulation occurs when the ripened follicle ruptures and one of our ovaries releases an egg through its connected fallopian tube. This is the shortest phase of our cycle as it lasts usually between 12 and 24 hours because that's how long most eggs survive. So think of ovulation like summer. You're glowing. You're feeling your most outgoing and friendly. Your hair and skin look better than ever and you're feeling confident. You're feeling your best and you just want to get out and enjoy yourself. So ovulation is like summer. I quickly do want to mention that a woman can get pregnant within a six day window of ovulation. So about five days before ovulation and then the 24 hours after you ovulate. So I would argue that those same symptoms of the confidence and the glowiness, they also stand for those five days prior, which would be kind of overlapping the follicular phase. So last we have the luteal phase. So that I don't actually screw up any of the anatomy of this phase, I'm going to quote this line from healthline.com. So for the luteal phase, after the ripened follicle releases your egg and the egg begins its descent down the fallopian tube, the former follicle empty sac closes off, turns yellow, and transforms into a new structure called the corpus luteum. The corpus luteum releases progesterone and some estrogen, and the progesterone thickens the lining of your uterus so that a fertilized egg can implant. Blood vessels grow inside the lining, and these vessels will supply oxygen and nutrients to the developing embryo. So obviously that last line only applies if you do get pregnant. If you're not pregnant, then you will shed all of that extra lining and those vessels during menstruation. So <laughs> I heard a really funny illustration on this phase. So it's, it's like your crazy friend comes over to your house uninvited and she starts decorating a room in your house to be the nursery. 
She hangs curtains. She puts pictures up. She hangs wallpaper. She gets all the decor set up just right so it's nice and cozy for the new baby. You walk in and you're like, what is happening? She says, oh, I I set this all up for the new baby. And you tell her, there is no new baby. What are you talking about? There's no new baby. And she flips out because you're not having this baby that she just spent all this time preparing for. And she tears the room apart. She rips the curtains down. She rips the pictures off the wall. She rips the wallpaper off the walls. And then she leaves it for you to have to get rid of. And you do this with her once every single month. (laughs) So that's kind of just a funny because it's true scenario, but that's how I've heard it illustrated before. So usually about 12 to 14 days long, the luteal phase is like fall. So you're still enjoying the weather, but it's not as much fun as you had in the summer. And you're a little bummed because you know winter's right around the corner. And you're starting to love the idea of curling up with a good book or a movie. And the temps outside are, they're getting pretty nippy, aka you start PMSing and getting cramps. So the luteal phase is like fall. This episode is brought to you by my ultimate meal searching guide. This free clickable guide offers all of the search terms you need to choose a quick, tasty, and healthy meal that you can whip together any night of the week. With keywords including vegan, keto, and dairy-free, even the most specific of palates and diets are sure to find something delicious. I want meal planning to be simple and painless, so my guide is downloadable right to your phone and finding the right meal is as easy as tapping the term that sounds best to you, and your Pinterest app will automatically open with the search results so you can scroll and choose. To download my free guide, you can head to ashtoncope.com slash search terms. That's A-S-H-T-I-N-C-O-P-E dot com slash search terms. Happy meal planning! So does that make sense? Stay with me because I'm about to make this a full circle explanation. Now that I've drawn the parallel between our own cycle and the four seasons, let's talk about how we can actually marry the two for a simpler, more peaceful life because that's what we are all aiming for. So like I defined earlier in this episode, seasonal living for me means living in tune with the seasons and embracing each one as it comes with, without feeling impatient for the next one. So this means unapologetically drinking as many pumpkin spice lattes as I want throughout the fall, which in my case is very few because they make my stomach hurt, but I do try to keep some pumpkin spice creamer in the fridge. And getting out to the lake as many times as we possibly can throughout the summer. It's doing things you already do and love doing without any question or guilt. It's letting yourself get excited about the aspects of each season that you enjoy and then thinking of them as a gift rather than a sentence, if that makes sense. So like all the shows and movies you can binge in the winter, don't think of that as laziness And don't let your instant gratification conditioned mind to convince you that it's boring if you are enjoying yourself. Add a puzzle or some stretching to the routine if you want exercise for your brain or your body, but enjoy the quieter, slower time because you won't have time for that in the spring and the summer, especially if you're fully embracing those seasons. So how can we combine 
the understanding of our own cycle and live seasonally for a more peaceful, simple life. First, make sure you pay attention to your own cycle in the next couple of months so that you know exactly when each phase starts and then you can plan accordingly. According to the solstices, we basically have three cycles per season. So three periods during summer, three during spring, fall, winter. Once you know your exact cycle, as in how many days and how long each phase lasts, you can plan your months in a way that honors your needs and embraces the season. So this could look like this. Right now, as I'm recording this, it's July. So in this scenario, I will create a fake plan for August, which is like the dead center of summer. So let's say my period starts on the first of the month, just to make things simpler for explaining. So my menstruation phase is from the first to about the eighth. During that time, I'll make sure that we don't have that many plans and I can chill as much as I want or need to. I may head out to the lake, but they will be sunbathing and lounging days with my book rather than doing a lot of splashing or socializing. I'll plan meals for that week that use broccoli, avocado, berries, and lean meats as those are not only great for summer seasonal eating, but also good for period symptoms. Around the 8th, I'm starting to feel better. And I'm a week into my follicular phase, so for that second week of the month, I will plan more activities that the girls will love, since I'll be excited to get out and about again. This could look like a beach day, a solo petting zoo trip, or heading out to pick berries, since these activities don't still require me to be all that friendly to other people, and I can just focus on time with the girls. For that week, I would plan meals including green beans, zucchini, summer squash, and bell peppers since they all cook pretty fast and they go great in skillet meals and sheet pan dinners and I won't be really in the mood for an exhaustive dinner prep. So by the weekend, around the 12th or 13th, I'm starting to get that pre-ovulation glow and my friendly outgoing side is coming back to take front and center. So this is a great time for date night brunch with friends, a game night at your house, that extra confidence will continue into early the following week. And then that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday would be great days to schedule interviews for work. If you have to do any presenting or be on camera, those would be the best days for it. So that week I'm feeling a little spicy. So it's a great time to try new recipes and cook different things like eggplant, bok choy, or radishes that we don't normally eat. If you haven't noticed yet, all the items I'm recommending for dinner are in season during August. (laughs) So I'll probably ovulate around the 17th or 18th, which means the next two weeks will be time to start preparing to slow down. So I'll finish deadlines early when possible, rearrange my schedule when I can allow for the needed rest and downtime that my body's going to crave during my period. For those two weeks, I'd probably prepare some old standby recipes, maybe making use of sheet pan dinners again or crock pot dinners a time or two, definitely getting things on the grill as much as possible, maybe grilling some potatoes and mushrooms, corn on the cob, or even grilled peaches with a big scoop of vanilla ice cream for dessert. 
So that last week, I'll start feeling crampy, emotional, and extremely tired. And so I'll really want to rely on those simple weeknight dinners I know and love. Which, P.S., simple weeknight dinners is a great search term on Pinterest. And if you're listening from the UK, you can try simple midweek meals. For whatever reason, a lot of English recipes come up um, when you search midweek. I guess we don't say midweek in the States all that much. So I know this is a lot of information to take in and I've got, uh, I got a lot more technical and strategic than you probably were prepared for, but I promise you once you adapt to this seasonal way of living, eating the foods that are readily available, ripe and at their peak nutritional value and flavor and enjoying the things that each season brings both in nature and recreation all while honoring your own body and the seasons that it goes through each month, you'll be shocked and relieved at how much simpler life gets. There's a lot less decisions to be made, less guilt around all of the shoulds that come up as an adult, and you'll find yourself happier with less, which means boredom will become a much less frequent visitor. So I want to encourage you today to find your own definition for enoughness and seasonal living. And I want to hear your answer. You can send me a message on Instagram, or you can send me an email at hello at ashtoncope.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at A-S-H-T-I-N-C-O-P-E.com. I promise I'm a real person who reads each and every reply and even sends back a little love note. <laughs> so until next time, enjoy the season and all of the eats it has to offer. Hey friend, you've just finished another episode of the Eat Your Seasons podcast. I'm so thrilled and honored that you spent your precious time with me and I can't wait to serve you more and more each week. Is this show speaking your language? Be sure to leave a review so more moms like you can find me and tune in every single week. If you'd like even more meal spiration and seasonal living goodies, be sure to find me on Instagram at Ashton Cope, where I'm struggle bussing my way through reels and internet trends. For all the freebies and referral codes from today's sponsors, you can head on over to ashtoncopeblog.com slash podcast. See you there.